Hello everyone, um, Reverend Darren here back in Thomas Street Methodist Church recording um, our service, our word for this week. This situation continues to be one that creates in us an anxiety and for a lot of people fear. We saw what the government and the decisions they took this week to place our country on an effective lockdown. I do ask that all people try their best as far as possible to follow and to listen to government guidelines on this, to protect and to save lives. It's difficult not to be with you. It's difficult for us not to be together in the church. And by far, I wish that we were gathering at 11.30 on a Sunday to worship God together. But I'm coming into the church each week to record these messages and I'm standing here and picturing where so many of you sit and remembering you in my thoughts and in my prayers in this moment. In terms of how we're going forward over the next few weeks, at this point the church is on a complete lockdown. As I said last week I made the announcement the church will not be open for prayer at any time over this period as I said on the letter <coughs> that I sent out to you all last week. So please disregard that. We continue to offer services as best we can. We offer them on Facebook Live. We offer them through some podcasting um, streams such as Anchor. Uh, we know that last week's appeared on Spotify. I'm, I'm hoping this does as well. And hopefully soon on Apple Podcasts as well. And if I could send this as an audio file to anybody, please let me know. We're also using a platform called Zoom, which is a conference and call um, piece of software that will enable us to hold prayer meetings, that will enable us to have Bible study together. And I'm hoping that that will take off this week. So on Monday at 8pm, I'm hoping to join with some people for prayer. And on Wednesday at 7.30pm, I'm hoping to join with some people for the study of God's Word and for a bit of discussion around God's word and so if you'd like to be a part of that please just give me your email address and I'd be happy to sign you up and to join us um, for that moment. But the main purpose that we are doing these recordings and audios is so we can continue as a fellowship, that we can continue as the body of Christ and the people connected to Thomas Street around Portadown and in different parts of Ireland and maybe even the world that we can continue to engage with the scripture, that we can continue to pray, and that we can continue to know that God is most certainly, most definitely with us in the midst of all that is happening. And so as we come to God this morning, today, I should say, let us pray. Father, we don't know when the situation will end. We don't know how it will look when it is all over. But Lord, our trust is in you. You are our shepherd. There is nothing that we are lacking. For we know that you are with us, God. In the midst of our fear and anxiety about coronavirus, we know that you walk with us. And so may you continue to encourage us. May you continue to sustain us. Lord, may you continue to give us hope. 
and to enable us as your followers to bring the good news of Jesus. Help us to continue to be faithful disciples. Help us to continue to trust in your word, to trust in your goodness and love that is with us all the days of our lives. God, you are everything to us. Our rock, our refuge, our strength, our hope, our redeemer, our Lord. And through Jesus, we know that you have overcome any evil that this world brings against us. And so God, this too shall pass. And may we, in the midst of it all, continue to trust in you, to know your love, to know your faithfulness. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our reading this morning is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 10. Reading just a few short verses from verses 38 to 42. And it's titled, At the Home of Mary and Martha. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed. Or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Let us pray. Father God, as we come to look at your word, we pray that you would inspire and touch our hearts, our minds and our lives. Lord, may we hear its message today. May we take it and apply it to our lives. And Lord, I pray the words I have to speak to our people today over this audio, over podcast, wherever it may be. Well, the words will not be my own, but Lord, that they will have come from you as a message of comfort, of hope and of challenge for me and for your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I began to read a book this week at home titled The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's a book by a pastor in America, in California, John Mark Comer. Uh, I hoped to read the book when I was in Brazil, but ironically I was hurrying from place to place, so I didn't get time to read how to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from my life but I'm trying to now in the midst of all that is happening and I'm not far in but certainly so far the gist is that busyness and hurry are the real modern enemies of spiritual life as well as physical and mental but John seems to say in this book that the real enemy of modern life the real enemy of modern church modern spirituality on top of everything else is the concept 
of busyness and hurrying from the next thing to the next. In fact, he gives a very helpful quote from Corrie ten Boom near the beginning. Uh, she once said, If the devil can't make you sin, he will make you busy. Our lives are full of busyness. And with most of us now in lockdown, we are, of course, enjoying stress-free lives. We're enjoying perfect tranquility. We're enjoying peaceful bliss. I write, people have simply replaced the busyness of the outside world with busyness in a smaller space. And you can't be blamed, some of you. You're still going to work. Our key workers, our heroes in the midst of all these things, they still have to work. Many of you are working from home and you're trying to find that balance of how do you set yourself up in the day to ensure that you're working the same hours you always did while ensuring you get your lunch and you get your tea and that you can switch off at night time again. Some of you last weekend out of the blue plucking them from trees outside your gardens um, seemed to t- we seem to become uh, people with PGCEs. So many people... Uh, were made teachers as of Monday as they try and guide their young people and their children through schoolwork that has been set. For some it's the busyness of this is a great opportunity to spring clean. Let's get the house cleaned from top to bottom. For some, like myself, at a few times this week decided I must try and sort out this garden. It's a bit of a mess and if anyone else had said to me about my front grass in the months I was starting to get a bit embarrassed all these things are a welcome distraction from the fear and the anxiety that is gripping the people of this world right now but I beg to ask another question this morning friends how is it with your devotional life How is your discipleship in the midst of this current crisis? Are you spending any more time with God? Have you set aside time in your busy schedule to be with him? Have you carved out those moments of the day to read scripture and to pray? Or are you so anxious you just can't get to him right now? Are we choosing The right things to help us through this time. And there are ways of looking at it. And there are ways of saying there are better things that we could be doing. With our time in the midst of the situation that we find ourselves in. And as we read today's passage from Luke's Gospel chapter 10. We're invited into the home of Mary and Martha. Who have so much to teach us about choosing the right things. And as we enter their home, we find a situation very common to the context in which they find themselves. We find men gathering to hear teaching and to discuss things together. And we find women then working in the kitchen kitchen and preparing things. Aside from the men, that societal barrier that existed in Jesus' day. But all is not as it seems. 
And Jesus here is ready to use the situation he finds himself in to redraw the blurred lines in that context, in that society. How many of you who are sitting now listening to this have at one time in your life found yourself working hard in the house and you turn around and you look at the rest of your family and they're sitting there idly by watching you and you feel the annoyance bubble up inside of you as you watch them all. I can currently just see my mum sitting with her hand up saying, me, me, me. Martha was working hard. She was working hard here to ensure her guests had everything. She was working hard to ensure that she was fulfilling those great expectations of hospitality on people at that time. And as she hurriedly prepared everything, she, she, as she gathers things together, she turns and she looks at the men in the other room. And what does she see as she turns round and as she looks? Martha turns round to see that her sister Mary is not behind her preparing dishes, but rather that her sister Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. That her sister Mary is sitting in the place where only the men should be. She had crossed an invisible but very important boundary within the house and in the social world of that time. Only a shameless woman would act in this way. That's what people would say. And Martha is visibly not pleased about what is happening. And she calls on Jesus to rebuke her sister and to put her back in her correct place. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Lord, tell her to help me. Jesus does not. As Martha makes that statement and as she makes that call for Jesus to rebuke Mary, Jesus does not. Instead, surprisingly, as Jesus often does with us, he affirms Mary's right to sit at his feet, affirming her calling by God To listen attentively to what Jesus is saying. So that one day she would be equipped, empowered with the good news to proclaim it to others. Jesus affirms Mary's right to sit at her feet. In fact, Jesus says to Martha that it it is in fact her who is worried about the wrong things. Not saying to Martha that what you're doing is wrong. But saying to her that your priorities are askew. That your priorities are not right Martha. It's important to be hospitable. It's important to welcome guests. Yes of course it is. But Mary has chosen the better thing. Only one thing is needed Martha. And that is to be with me. To be with God. 
Only one thing is needed. To know Jesus and to sit at his feet. And Mary isn't sitting here like an adoring dog as N.T. Wright puts it in his uh, short commentary on this passage. But rather Mary is sitting as a student who is drinking in everything she can from her teacher. And Jesus affirms her actions in contrast to Martha's. He ensures that he makes it clear to Martha and also to others in the room. Mary has chosen the right thing for she knows her calling in God. She knows that this will equip her and she wants to take in as much as possible while she can. Therefore, as Mary has chosen the better thing, Jesus says, it will not be taken away from her. What comfort for us. It will not be taken away. And so how do we apply this to our lives today? How do we apply this passage to our current situation? Well, I think there's three parts of this passage we could pull out. Three things that Jesus says here in response to Martha. The first is, you are worried and upset about many things. Jesus says that to Martha. You're stressed, Martha. You're worrying about all these other people. What matters is that I am here. What matters is you have the chance, the opportunity to listen to me. Right now, this is true for us. We are worried and upset about many things. As we watch the news every night, our worry and our upset continue to grow I would implore you, please stay away from Facebook. Um, Or not stay away, but be careful about what you read on Facebook. Because the things appearing are utterly depressing most of the time. Be careful what you're reading. We are understandably distracted right now. Our minds are distracted. And we are wishing and praying that things would get back to normal again. But we are so worried and upset about things that we're struggling to focus on the good. We're struggling to focus on the hope. We're struggling to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. You're worried and upset about many things, Martha. But only one thing is needed. And that's our second thing to pick out of this quickly. Only one thing is needed. And what is that thing? It is to sit at the feet of Jesus in this moment. We have an opportunity in this next few weeks to seek a deeper relationship with God in personal discipleship. To sit in prayer, to study our scriptures, to read books, to hand all of this over to God. People are always saying to me, and I know they say it to my colleagues as well, we don't have time to sit and do these things. I would find it hard to believe that you can't carve out in this very moment half an hour, an hour, to spend in God's presence in these moments. We have an opportunity to do this. As N.T. Wright illustrated for us, as I said a moment ago, our need is not to sit like a puppy at Jesus' feet 
Just gazing at him and not taking things in. We are sitting at the feet of our teacher, our rabbi, our master. We sit as students, we sit as followers. And we drink in every last bit of information in this moment. We drink in every last moment of blessing. We spend that time with God knowing that we have his power running within us. So that we can bring hope and blessing to this world. We sit at the feet of Jesus. We take time in the midst of all that is happening. To be with God. To get our priorities right. To put things in the correct order. And that is that God comes first. So instead of spring cleaning. Instead of meticulously gardening. Instead of watching as many Netflix box series as we can possibly fit in. Let's challenge ourselves to choose the better thing. To choose time with God. To choose time at the feet of Jesus. To choose to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Jesus' last promise to us here, it will not be taken away. If we put God first in this moment, as we should in all things, then we have the power of God behind us to move through this time. Not with fear, not with anxiety, but with confidence that God has got this and that God has us in his hands. We as humans can create busyness Out of any situation. That as I said at the beginning. We do so to the detriment of our spiritual lives. I don't believe that God has in any way. Brought coronavirus into the world. To punish people. To judge people. That happens in the next life. Based on how we engage and believe and trust in Jesus now. But what I do believe. Is that God can use this moment to challenge his church. He has already taken us out of the building. That message we've been preaching for years. Get out of the building. Get into communities. That's hard right now in this current lockdown. But the onus has fallen on us more than ever. To challenge ourselves in personal discipleship. Because God can challenge us in discipleship and mission right now. And he challenges us to choose the better thing. And that is always time with Jesus. And that is always trusting in Jesus. So spend time with him personally. Spend time with Jesus as a family. Do this as a church fellowship. We're offering different things. We're trying to offer prayer meetings and Bible studies. But you need to do it at home. It's always been the case and even more so now. We are highlighting it to you. Choose the better thing. We have a unique opportunity in modern life. One that we thought we would never have. As this world got busier and busier and busier and busier. We have now been thrust into our homes for most of the day. And we have a bit of time. And so the challenge is to use it wisely. And use it to grow in God. Use it to grow in your knowledge and love of him. So that when all of this is over, you're ready to bless the world with the good news. Let's be a Mary. 
in this situation. The dishes can wait. The busyness, the hurry, the spring cleaning, the gardening, all these things can wait. We must get our priorities right. We must choose the better thing. And as always, like Mary, that is to sit at the feet of Jesus. To learn and to be blessed by him. And in his most holy and precious name we ask these things today. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we continue to pray that you would indeed empower us. Lord, that you would continue to guide us, encourage and strengthen us through this moment that we find ourselves in. Lord, we pray for this world in which we live and for all who are suffering currently. We particularly pray for all those struggling and who have the coronavirus, who are suffering from COVID-19. And we pray your blessing and healing hand upon them in these moments. We also pray for our NHS. Lord, we thank you for our heroes who are working in healthcare on the front line. We thank you, Lord, for other workers who are ensuring that we have electricity, that we have oil, that we continue to have things like um, blessings like our Wi-Fi. We thank you, Lord, for our police service, for firemen, for all those who are working so hard in this moment. May you continue to strengthen them. And Lord, be their comfort as they leave long shifts, as they go home brokenhearted and scared for what the next day will bring. May they know you as their comfort and their guide. Lord, may you bless all those who are anxious and fearful in these moments. Lord, may they know that you are with them. And we pray for your blessing and your protection upon us all, God. That each of us will know that whether we're on our own or we're with our families, that you are indeed with us. Lord, bless our church family. Bless the church throughout the world and may you challenge her, equip her to reflect Jesus in this moment. To bring glory to your name. And so that your people may reach out with the right attitude that is needed. Safely and in line with what the government has asked us to do. But fearlessly and courageously. With confidence in the name of Jesus. Lord bless us this week. Until we hear again the word next week. We pray that you use us. That you keep us safe. Keep us well. And bless us always. We ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So thank you all again for listening this week. I trust and pray this message will be a blessing, a challenge and an encouragement to you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this day now and forevermore. Amen. God bless.